Download the SportDeck app today for live scores, stats, the latest news and betting. You can find us on the App Store or by going to sportdeck.com. There's a Socceroo plying his trade in Gothenburg, swapping the scorching heat of Sydney for the sunny climes of Sweden. This is the story of Australian Scott Jamison, whose mission is to help IFK Gothenburg rekindle the fires and bring back the glory European days. You're listening to Sport Deck Speaks. I'm Dave O'Grady. Gareth Morgan is with me as always. Gareth, I think you'll particularly like this one with the nice Australian connection. I certainly will um, go back a fair way with, uh, with Scott, a.k.a. Jamo, so I'm particularly looking forward to catching up with him. Fantastic. Well, just to let you know, if you'd like to download the Sport Deck app, we've got live scores, stats, the latest news and betting all in one place. You can do so by going to sportdeck.com. We're available on the App Store and you can get us for Android as well. Scott Jameson is on the line. Scott, great to talk to you. You've been at Adelaide United, Sydney FC, Perth Glory, the Western City Wanderers. You were on Bolton's book earlier in your career, but last season was your first over in Sweden. Tell us, how are you adapting to life both on and off the field? It must have been a pretty big change, to say the least. Yeah, look, first and foremost, thank you for, for having me. Um, yeah, look, it was um, a decision that I chose to, 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 to make in terms of leaving Australia um, and, and come to Sweden and, and join a, um, IFK Gothenburg. Um, it was something that, I guess, football-wise was, was a challenge for me because of, um, you know, a different brand of football and also being back in Europe and um, living in a, a different country, one not very similar to the one I'm from, where it's, uh, you know, zero degrees, five degrees here and there, and um, it, it's quite cold. But um, it's been a, an easy transition for me, I feel. Um, on and off the pitch, the, the club looked after me, and, um, you know, I finished the, the second half of the season last year. So, um, you know, looking to, to build on that and, and have a, a strong season this year. One of the things, Scott, we always talk about when we record Sport Deck Speaks is, you know, the bravery and courage of a lot of footballers to take the step of going to a country that wouldn't necessarily be a, a native English-speaking country. And for yourself, was it a case of just getting back to Europe or did you really kind of fish around to see what was the perfect, you know, the, I guess the perfect fit for you where you are in your yeah. football career look I was very happy at the Western Sydney Wanderers um, it was my hometown club um, I had um, you know the best staff in Australia best coach um, and, and we had a successful season last year making the grand final but unfortunately winning it um, and I had no plans of, of leaving but you know this opportunity came up and, and for me off the field and on the field it was something that um, I thought you know was right for me and um everyone's different everyone has um you know different times they, they want to head overseas and you know it kind of annoys me when i hear um people speak on, on other people's um decisions when they want to go overseas yeah um, everyone's different um people people um are mature enough to go at an early age or or, or, or later um everyone's different so um for me it was the right time to come over again and from a playing point of view, obviously there was one thing that did stand out was the artificial surfaces that you'd be experiencing. How has it been for you so far? I mean, did, did you feel that when you initially came over it would be a challenge or have you taken them to a, a like a duck to water? Oh, look, there's there, there, there's nothing you can really do about it apart from accept it and, and um, you know, move forward with it. Um, it's something that, yeah, we're not used to in terms of the A-League in Australia, so... It was different, um, 
you know, in terms of my opinion on it, I don't think, um, I think, you know, everyone should be on grass. Um, obviously, the climate does play a part in that, but, you know, there's there's certainly, um, you know, different types of, of grass that they can, you know, use now, um, half artificial, half grass kind of thing. So, um, that's my opinion on it, but, uh, I mean, look, it hasn't affected me. Um, it is what it is, and, and you get on with it, and um, hasn't been too bad, to be fair. I do wonder because obviously a lot of your former teammates and players that you would have known from playing in Australia. I mean, do you think there it would the artificial surfaces would present a challenge for a different type of player than yourself? I mean, yeah, um, there's definitely players that um, would um, yeah would, would would find something to to whinge about in regards to the artificial and stuff. But I guess it's a mentality you've got to accept it. Sorry for that. I'm in the lobby. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, it's just part and parcel. You've got to accept it, um, and whatever uh, outlook you take on it, and you can't change it. So it's just about accepting it and moving on. Scott, just looking at Gothenburg last season, ended up finishing fourth, having been runners-up in the previous couple of seasons. So obviously they missed out on on European football, as I understand it. What was the reaction from the club to to last season, and what's the aim? this year because I guess the positive that comes out of that is that a bit like Chelsea this year in the Premier League you've got no European fixture list to worry about so you can concentrate uh, solely on, on the league yeah. yeah look finishing fourth didn't get us automatic um, uh, an automatic chance for, for, for the Europe but um, what happens is there's a pre-season cup and if we win that um, which starts next week um, you know, we go into the, the qualifying round, so ah, okay. um, there's still an opportunity to, to, to be playing European football. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can look at it two ways. It's um, it's something that the club um, needs to be in Europe. Um, it's, a, it's a very big club with proud history in European football, and uh, having won it twice, um, yeah, last year's effort of fourth was was seen as a disappointment by the fans and, and, and the club, and it's something that we want to try and rectify. Okay, as you mentioned, you've got that pre-season cup to come and then um, the league season kicks off on the 1st of April. You take on the reigning champions, Malmo. Now, I know it was just before your time. You hadn't joined the club at uh, at that particular time, but I believe the last time Malmo came to Gothenburg, things got a little bit feisty, mate. Could you, could you maybe run <laughs> yeah. us through what happened and, and whether it's likely to be a little bit tasty again this year? Um, oh, look, um, uh, I'm sure there'll be um, something going on with... With um with that game, um two big clubs that have proud history and, and good supporter bases, um wanting to win and, and yeah, I mean it was before my time, but I was filled in in regards to the um yeah the the unfortunate events of it and um yeah look hopefully it doesn't nothing like that happens again and um it's a game played out in in, uh, in good spirits but tough competitive spirits and hopefully we get the win. Yeah, just to clarify for anyone who might not be aware, I think there were there were fireworks thrown and then a Malmo player launched yeah. a, a corner flag into the crowd, I believe, yeah, and the game ended flag, up. Yeah, a, for, a former player of Gothenburg, yeah. yeah. So um, it, was, uh, it was quite tasty. Yeah. It's interesting. I, didn't, I, di- I wasn't aware that there was fireworks like that and, and feisty encounters in Sweden. I knew there was a lot of passion, Scott, but I didn't think it would be as feisty as that. Was that something new for you in your career that you experienced? Oh look, um, I think you just have to look at the situation with Henrik Larsson, um, yeah. the events that followed him when when his team got relegated and um, the last the uh, the playoff game to, to get relegated, that the fans kind of attacked him and his son. So um, look, it's not events that you want to hear about. Um, it's passion, but it's passion in the wrong way. Um, so it was surprising to hear these things, but um, 
as I said, it's passion, but it can't be um, you know outpoured in that way. That's for sure. Yeah, you guys. I think you have an average crowd of around eleven thousand at your stadium. There, yeah. is it? A, what's the atmosphere like for you guys on match days? And and how much interaction do you have with the fans uh, just when you're out and about? Is it a, a good atmosphere? Yeah. Look, I mean, our crowd is unbelievable. The ultras, um, you know, really do put on. Uh, a spectacle from the grandstands and um, you know it, it's it's pleasing to, to be at a club that is so well supported and yeah look uh, the club uh, um, in terms of the public uh, take is um, you know is seen in a good light they just want results like ourselves so hopefully we can give them that now you've been in Dubai as part of your pre-season which is I guess a little bit warmer than what you're used to so I, I'll say it's not exactly a Climatizing, but uh, how are things going out there? No, it's been fantastic. Yeah, obviously different different weather, but um, you know, it's good to get away from the the daily um, routine of what you're used to um, in terms of where you're going, training, uh, same kind of uh, <coughs> views you're used to every day. So to come yeah. here in a beautiful country like this is is very good, and uh, some good games we've, we've had one already, and we play another one on Saturday, so it's good. Scott, just at a practical level, mate, when uh, the coach is communicating with you, obviously on the training ground and, and pre-game as well, is that done in Swedish or is that done in English? Uh, it's done in Swedish, yeah, it's done in Swedish. So, um, you know, it, it's translated to me by the coach after it's done in Swedish. And, yeah, it's, uh, um, it is what it is. Uh, I'm slowly trying to, to learn little bits and pieces, but it's, a, it's fine, it's not a problem. As I said, the manager speaks to me. Um, and if it's directly at me, he'll speak in English and, and go from there. So it's no problem whatsoever. Okay, and then just looking at um, at some of the players in the league, that Magnus Wolf Eichram at, at Malmo obviously is, is someone that's that's played in the UK. He was at Cardiff and Manchester United. I know he had a, a good season last season. Are there one or two other players, mate, that you've come across that you might think uh, could move on to, to to bigger and better things at some point in the near future? Any, any rising stars there? Um, well, look, the boy that was at Dortmund who's just been sold to Borussia Dortmund. Uh, sorry, the boy that was at um, AIK that just got mm. sold to Borussia Dortmund was one. Um, Isaac. And, um, yeah. Yeah, look, it speaks volumes that he's been sold to Borussia Dortmund. So yeah. he was definitely one. And, yeah, look, there's a few individual players that are that are very handy. And, um, unfortunately, I don't know their names. But if I, if I saw a picture, I'd tell you. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely some uh, some good ones there. Yeah, I remember Isak, uh, Philip O'Connor of Reuters, we had him on the show uh, a good few months ago, actually, and he was telling us to look out for this kid. Uh, and as you said, he, mm-hmm. he was proved right and he has gone to Dortmund. In terms of players, Scott, and making you know the, the league in Sweden being a viable option, would you be happy to advise any players to give it a try? You know, a lot of footballers that might be between clubs are not sure where the next step in their career is going to take them. Uh, you know, what kind of advice would you, would you give them? Would you would you suggest Sweden as a, a, a credible place for them to go? Without a doubt. I guess, um, you know, it comes down to the club. Um, but if IFK Gothenburg was an opportunity, uh, was an opportunity for a player to... to to be a part of, I definitely say so. Um, it's unfortunate with with Australia. The only fact, you know, the standard of football is very good there. Um, it really is strong, um, but it's not in Europe, and it's a perception thing. And and and, and with Sweden being in Europe, um, you're in a big a big market, and a lot of eyes are on you. So, it's definitely a a, a place where um, you know you can improve your football and. 
Um, I say come down to the club, joining. I mean, if anyone was was presented to in EFL, um, I would say take. Um, it's just a, a club, as I said, that um, there's a big club. Um, Swedish football doesn't get a lot of headlines, but um, it's a standard of football that's it's decent. And, and like I said, it's, it's in Europe and there's a lot of eye um, on it. So opportunity to maybe move on to bigger, better things. Scott, just finally, mate, I know, as you mentioned there, Australian football, you keep yourself very much across everything that's happening in the A-League. You've still got plenty of uh, friends and acquaintances in that competition. How do you think it's going to end up this year? Yeah, uh, look, Australia is um, is unique in the sense as a, a premiership to be won and then a grand final. So um, it's definitely a case of, I think, unfortunately for for my old club, um, Sydney FC, um, we'll, we'll, we'll look to win the premiership. I think they've pretty much sewn that up. But, you know, there's options of Melbourne Victory and, and other club, clubs that could could uh, challenge for the grand final. But um, it's, a, it's it's been a strong competition again this year. It's got better and better and... Um, you know, it, it, it's hopefully getting the recognition it deserves, uh, not just uh, in Asia, but also um, around the world. I mean, we just look at Brisbane Raw, who have just beat um, Shanghai. Yeah, we were, we, were, we, were, Martin, we were so. talking about that and we were comparing the budgets between <laughs> yeah. the two clubs. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you take when you look at it that way, Scott, the, the achievement there was huge. Exactly. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, I've definitely um, you know, heard and, and seen um, the kind of uh, impression people uh, get Australia and, and they don't really, I guess, rate it as highly as they should. Um, it's a perception thing. It's unfortunate. But, you know, it, it's seen as because we're, we're so far away and um, football-wise, we're a young country that our standard isn't isn't as strong as, as others. But, um, yeah, I think if anyone takes time out to actually watch it, they'll find out it's a very... A very strong league, and, and, and proof uh, of that is yeah, another result like um, the, the today with with Brisbane beating Shanghai. So, hopefully, to um, you know, a wake up to, to people that it's a strong league. Yeah, onwards and upwards for soccer in Australia, and also uh, for you guys there at IFK Gothenburg, you're doing the business, and hopefully, you have a, a very successful season. Scott Jamison, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Sorry about the internet connection, guys, but um, yeah, it's been a pleasure <laughs> it, and it was good happy fun. to do it any other time with a better connection. <laughs> Great stuff. That was Scott Jamison there. And yeah, I think that kind of made it as well. He was in Dubai, but he did tell us before the interview, Gareth, that he did, was having troubles with the connection. He was actually down in a, at the start, he was down in a hotel lobby, a busy hotel lobby because it had the best Wi-Fi because the, the, the reception wasn't great at all. It was like a little window on his day. I think he started off in the lobby and then by the sound of the uh, background noise, he then headed up to the to the room and you, you know, he was rattling in. some keys at one yeah, stage. I, was, I thought we might hear some uh, jingling in the minibar, but uh, he's very much a professional, so that would not have happened. A, a very interesting story and indeed another player that has really taken, a, I won't say a risk, but a, a courage, showed a lot of courage. And that's why I wanted to put the question to him about about more players down under maybe seeing it as an opportunity, the Scandinavian sides to go and play a bit of football. Absolutely. As we've discussed before, Australian players have a very proud track record of, uh, of heading overseas to play. They probably, probably don't need to quite as much these days because of the strength of the A-League that Scott alluded to in that conversation. But uh, there are plenty in Holland, one or two now in Scandinavia as well. And uh, Italy, really, we were talking about Italy that as well. Yeah, I really hope it works out for, for Scott over there because he is uh, 
He is actually a very good player, in fairness. Yeah, I think the moral of the story is, which we always seem to come to, it's almost like the old Jerry Springer show, you know, Jerry's final thought. <laughs> well, this is maybe Dave's final thought. And the moral of the story, maybe football in Britain isn't the be-all and end-all. If you don't make it, there's opportunities out there and maybe similar to Australia as well. Definitely. Absolutely. It's uh, as we've, again, we've we've touched on over the last couple of weeks, the, the world of football gets sort of smaller and smaller in terms of accessibility of different countries and exploring different markets. It's uh, yeah, it's a great time to be involved in the game. And I can imagine the Australian national team when they play matches, I know they're in the Asian qualifiers as far as I know, but in terms of having to pick those players and bring them across the world for every, every game that they play and they're picking players that are used to such different brands of football it must be quite a mix well it's, it's got to the stage where they often play their friendlies now uh, in London at Craven Cottage uh, because as you rightly say 90% of the squad is Europe based and it's far easier to gather those players together in London rather than drag them to the other side of the world especially because uh, the clubs that they're playing for tend to frown on seeing their prize assets uh, being put onto a 21-hour flight or whatever it might be, or 42 hours by the time they get there and back. So they've taken to yeah playing a lot of friendlies in London. I remember they beat the Cook Islands in qualifiers 32 nil or something. They set a record. Wasn't it something crazy, ridiculous like that? That was right when they were in the different qualifying. That was in uh, com- the, they were in the Australasian or Oceanic or something That's like it, Oce- that. Oceania, Oce- yeah. yeah. Yeah, they had some, some big wins. Some but big they, wins. And they had a full team. I remember Harry Kuehl was playing at the time and they were picking their best. I think they had Viduka and Kuehl playing against, you know, America, Samoa and these boys. Yeah, I mean, they did have some glorious victories. They also had one or two little squeaks as well where they, uh, they might edge Vanu are two out, right. you know, two one, and and things like that. In fairness, some of the conditions uh, when you have to go away and play in those islands are um, well leave a little bit to be desired, especially in terms of the the playing surfaces that the games are on. They beat England in a friendly a good few years ago. I do remember. I'm, I think it was indeed, yeah. at Upton was, Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Because I was wondering where was that match, and I was like, yeah, Upton Park, and. Because they played Ireland and I remember Clinton Morrison, Ireland won that game and Clinton Morrison scored. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It's it's good. It's an interesting dynamic. And we always tend to come back to down under. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's probably my our, our world of football takes on a roller coaster and always ends up back down under. But that's okay. What a great story and a, a huge thanks to Scott Jamison for joining us. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time here on Sport Deck Speaks. Remember to download the Sport Deck app. Simply go to sportdeck.com. We're available on the App Store and you can get us for Android as well. We've got live scores, stats, the latest news and betting all in one place. From Gareth Morgan and myself, Dave O'Grady, we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Download the Sport Deck app today for live scores, stats, the latest news in betting. You can find us on the App Store or by going to sportdeck.com.